You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. There's actually a lot of stuff to cover today. Some fun Lakers stuff related to Kyle Kuzma uh, and an interview he did to promote his television show and uh, got into some Lakers-related issues. The NBA Finals Game 2 was Thursday night. And Andy, there's nobody that we can think of that's better to discuss all this stuff with than our friend, the friend of all Lakers Twitter. Absolutely. He is the mo- He is the BMOT. The big man on Twitter when it comes to Lakers Twitter. And I would even say NBA Twitter. And I would even say that even Clippers Twitter (laughs) respects the game. Yes. Uh, You guys are too kind. Well, and we yeah, haven't even I, said I, who I, you I, are I, yet, Domin. We haven't we haven't even said Domin Rangula, Dom at Domin R on Twitter. Because not every the people who are listening on the podcast can only hear you; they can't see you. So we have to. Say oh, they who know Domin by voice by now. The, the, man, <laughs> the man is a god in Laker in these spaces: Lakers social media, Lakers Twitter, Lakers podcast world. Uh, they they just hear one symphonic hint of that voice, and they know exactly who we're talking with. Now you can't go to virtual malls. Without being mobbed, <laughs> right? Like when you try to shop at Virtual Forever Twenty One or whatever. Virtual, yeah, Virtual Forever Twenty One. Virtual, you know, virtual drive-throughs. I can't get through. You know, it's 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 hard to get DoorDash orders through. You know. Yes, yes, I am. I, yes, I want chicken wings, and yes, I am that dominant. <laughs> Lakers fans, we we've talked about this a lot on the show, actually. Like where you put your rooting interest. Do you have one in this series? Have you adopted yeah, the Suns because they beat the Lakers? What's the deal? <sighs> I do. I, I have a couple of very, very good friends of mine uh, who have just, you know, basically family friends who are big Bucks fans randomly. Like I just, they're from Wisconsin. And so the Bucks have basically been my second team for some time now. Uh, Giannis is like, I, I love Giannis. I love everything about him. Um, and so I, I'm excited that they finally made the finals, but it's, it's not looking good. No, they're down 2-0 as we're recording this. Although Giannis at least did have a really good game too. Like he, he's gonna I'm be able. So impressed. To, yeah, I don't know what Greek for finger pointing is, but he's gonna be able to do a lot of that <laughs> in the locker room after this game tonight because there, there are a lot of dudes that he can look around and say, "Yo, like anyone, anyone want to help?" Like, His knee snapped a week ago, and he pulled what he pulled. He he scored, I think, twenty some points in the third quarter, and yeah. just like. Yeah. To to lose that game just feels extra deflating. Like I know that, you know, that that old adage about a series doesn't start until a home team loses, but no. I, I, I a performance like that getting that from Giannis I, I, I say this a lot, Dom, and I think it's really important to point out to people, the series starts at the beginning of game one. That's when the series starts. <laughs> oh, Brian, um, you your technicalities. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like all this. No, no, the series is absolutely 100% started. In fact, they're they're done with two games already. Like, <laughs> and it's, it, it is, it, it's a tough spot for Milwaukee. Yeah, um, we'll get back to a little more final stuff before, yeah. before it's done. But like Thursday actually saw... A little bit of fun Lakers news on a couple levels. So it, it, it came from an interview on Bleacher Report 
um, and we'll tweet out we'll tweet out the link. It, it was a, a write up put together by Tyler Conway on Bleacher Report talking to Kyle Kuzma uh, ostensibly about his new television show, Hanging with Kuz, which I believe was a failed pilot in 1992. I mean, that is the most um, <laughs> sitcom sounding from yeah. when Andy and I were in high school. Oh yeah, it, st- it starred um, like a Tony Danza type, yes. as like a wacky outside the box high school teacher you know something like that or like crowd goes crazy anytime a new character walks in yeah yeah or like a mentor something like that he's yeah like it's it's tony dan tony danza used to be the class clown and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and now through a crazy turn of events andy he finds himself teaching at the very high school that that saw him cause so much welcome back cotter (laughs) <laughs> that is literally the plot of Welcome Back, Cotter. That is true. <laughs> that is but that was an excellent television show. But yeah, so uh, Hanging with Coos, Domin, are, are, are you in possession of an LG OLED television? Because that is the only place you can watch this show. You know, I can't think of a better reason to buy an LG OLED television than to watch that show. Yeah, how many people do? I mean, in all seriousness, how many people do you? Because again, you can only—it's hyper specific. Where you can only not just LG brand televisions, but only their OLED. Uh, I was about to call it a set to call it sound very much. Talk like about aging grandma. ourselves, right? A, a television. Um, it's that is the only place you can find it. How many do you think there are people who will actually go out and buy that TV because oh, I mean, they want to watch Kuz's show? Uh, you know, just 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 based off what we see on Twitter and Instagram, uh, there are some crazy people out there. So yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you know, maybe maybe 20, 20 to twenty five people. Like 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 Don, you, you work. Jesus. I mean, I hope this I hope this isn't too personal to bring people in your life. But you you work with data like a, a, as a job. Like, do you yes. know? Can you focus group people to find out specifically if Kyle Kuzma's demo? Is LG OLED <laughs> could, could you imagine? Could you imagine sitting in that meeting and just being like, you know, Kuz, I know you're really excited about this, but those you're looking at LG OLED. Uh, you really should be targeting the sharp HD televisions instead. Like, just trying to have that conversation. Just saying, you know, we, we've gone, we've really gotten into the analytics here, and I'm telling you, you're you're a Sony guy. That's just. <laughs> just where where this is but i mean i was i was joking about this and we'll, we'll, he actually talked a lot about what uh what you know what went on with the lakers this year but part of this show it's just him hanging out like at his new house with taco travis bennett who's a uh, nickname taco is a rapper and an actor who i of course have never heard of because i've never heard of anybody anymore and i was like i don't know who this person is he's like seems like a guy who's kind of freeloading on kuzma's uh, fame and he's just you know a hanger on and a tag along and all this stuff and I looked him up he's got 1.2 million Instagram followers I, I gotta tell you I'm I'm I I I don't always feel old but whenever I see something like that where I'm like I don't know who this person is I don't know where to even find them and when you get there it's like oh yeah they have you know two three four five million followers and I'm just getting to the age where I just look at it I'm like yeah, there's a whole world of people that are rising up that I don't even know where to find or how they got famous or whatever. And at this point, I just I don't know what I don't know, and I just keep moving. <laughs> well, apparently, Kuz has known Taco for a long time. Like I think they were friends well before either one of them became famous. But like in terms of aging myself with stuff like this, 
This is one of those situations, Domin, where I came to realize, yeah, I'm familiar with who this person is. I just didn't know that I was familiar because it ter- as it turns out, A, he's had a recurring role on the show Dave, the FX show, which I've seen a few episodes of. So I have perhaps watched him actually act on this show without actually realizing who he was. But also he was with Tyler, the creator and Odd Future and raps under the name Young Taco, who I actually have heard of. I've heard of Young Taco. Definitely, you know, I know who Odd Future are as a group. I know who Tyler, the creator, is. So it's one of those things where it's like through osmosis, I am aware of all of this stuff, yet have no idea what I'm aware of. Like, I'm now in that age demo. Uh, by the way, it's it's a really sad state of affairs that Andy still even with that is the hippest person out of the three of us because I, <laughs> I had zero connection okay. here. I, and I was about to say almost none of those sentence, words in the in, that you just said <laughs> had any meaning for me. Like I think I know who Tyler the Creator is, yeah. but I absolutely one hundred percent could be thinking of somebody else. <laughs> um, should I tell the Florida story? I mean, like this is basically. Driving down, I'm, I'm, I'm with my wife. We're looking at, we're driving down, down, down the road, and I look up and I see a billboard, and I look at her, and I say, "Who's Florida?" <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, good question, good question. The hyphen, the hyphen between the O and the R, oh, no, was oh, very no. small. <laughs> it was oh, very small. No. Um, Florida. No, I oh, right no. as it turned out, it was who I had heard of. But I had never seen written down. It was only a you know probably about a year and a half ago that I learned that the weekend is a person. It's not a people. <laughs> it's a person. It's not a band. It's a person. Did you know that it's a person? Uh, I, I I I I I'm one of those people that every time I see it, I just I have to tell people like, hey, you misspelled that, and they're like, no, yeah, it's also the, I was about to say it's also yeah. so you know the weekend. It's not just for for your own. All right. So Kuz had some actually some really interesting things to say about the Lakers, uh, about Lakers team chemistry. It is not up to par compared to the chemistry he has with Taco on his new Hanging with Kuz show on that you can find on LG OLED televisions. Um, and that's something the Lakers need to fix. That's one of the things that we'll talk about. We'll do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can bet on all the action at Bet Online. I hope you bet on a pitcher hitting a grand slam in his first uh, MLB at bat. You'd have made a ton of money. This week, uh, sports action on the go, as always. Get the latest odds, info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, UFC, MMA. I just learned, Brian Dahman. Stanley Cup started, much less ended. Uh, ended. Again, yeah, it's over. Yeah, don't bet on bet that. On if somebody's trying to take bets for game six, they're just stealing your money. Don't let them do that. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are in the playoffs. Head to the website, go to your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So during the break, I looked it up uh, just to see if I really did, if I was confused. Uh, about who Tyler the Creator is, um, or if I knew, and it turns out uh, that I did not know. Um, but also, this is you cool. were thinking of Tyler Johnson. I don't know who I was thinking of. Uh, I, 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 I will. I might have been thinking of Tyus Edney. I have no idea. But the um, 
Andy, this is exciting. We and Tyler, the creator combined, have 3.45 million YouTube subscribers. It's exciting. Oh, so it's not, nice. I'm not going to let people know how that breaks down. But uh, he is a very popular man uh, who I should probably know and don't. Um, all right. So, Coos, there was a lot in this interview that was, yeah. that was pretty interesting. He talked about chemistry. He talked about his role. Uh, and he talked about what he thinks he's capable of. All three interesting components. Where do you guys want to start? You want to you want to start on the chemistry thing? Uh, you know what? I actually let's start with Kuz himself because I think okay. when we talk about the overall chemistry, lead into what we think the Lakers should be thinking about. Works for me. Big picture. I, I've I've done a real like true one eighty on Kuz. Like, well, I don't even know. Maybe a two seventy at this point. Uh, where I really. He was a force of nature when he came into the league, and it was that was a time when any good news about Lakers young players was welcomed. Like it was, it, it and he was really fun to watch and all that. Uh, I despised his off the court stuff. I still kind of do. Like I unfollowed him on Instagram and Twitter just so I don't let that cloud my judgment too much. Are you going to refollow now that he's doing hanging with coos? <laughs> you know what? I might be buying an OLED TV actually. <laughs> Um, Which I think he'd appreciate that more than, than the follow, uh, to that be honest true. with you. That is true. Um, and so I actually have come to appreciate this last season especially the fact that I truly believe that he thinks he's an all-star caliber player. I truly believe that he thinks he can yeah, average he said 25. That was one of the quotes, just so, right. to catch people up. He says in this interview um, – I, I think he thinks I think I'm a guy who can score 25 points a game if, yeah. if given that role I can be an all-star I mean these are literally things that he says yeah I know myself I know my ability um, and he says the reason that he hasn't been able to do it is the inconsistency of his role and I half agree with him there <laughs> well I and, and and the thing is the fact that he feels that way and he still was able to really make himself into a good role player. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his rebounding, his his defending, his his attention to those kinds of details really elevated, especially the last like kind of year and a half, starting from the bubble and all that. And I really appreciate that. Like and I, in a way that I really didn't appreciate his game prior. The issue is, though, is when he has been asked, and I think part of this might be on the coaching staff as well, taking a lot of his freewheeling stuff that he can't do when he's playing with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and guys like him, where they stripped out so much of it that he didn't have the ability to, you know, elevate back to that kind of original when he came into the league, free-flowing, more aggressive, uh, looking for his own scoring uh, when Anthony Davis or LeBron James weren't in the lineup. And I find that very understandable. That being said, uh, it's time to kind of find that balance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think what's interesting, Andy, is like we've talked about this a lot. His role has bounced all over the place. Yeah. It's different, not even just season to season. It's different night to night, month to month, you know, whatever it might be. And so you divide that thing up. Like, is he best served in by constantly changing what he's being asked to do? Maybe, maybe not. And is he a guy who can score 25 points a game and be an all-star? I think the answer <laughs> to the latter one is, no, certainly not yeah. on a good team. Yeah. But the answer to the former is, yeah, absolutely it has an impact how much his role changes. Yeah, I mean, it's to some degree, Kuzma being asked to do different things, I, I think has been beneficial just in the mm -hmm. sense that it's forced him to grow his game, like Domin was saying earlier. like and, and Kuzma, to his credit, 
in talking about his defense having improved, acknowledged when he was a rookie, he was god-awful. He described himself as a stop sign in his article defensively. <laughs> right, yeah. and, and right, really because nobody, stop, nobody actually stops. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it. It, was, it was a rolling stop. It was like literally it was the California stop that everybody does <laughs> with one of those stops. Which, signs. by the way, do not do that in Culver City. I just got sent a ticket for that. Do yeah. not do that. They will get you. Well, it's like it's like when Kuzma cameras. does it. It's, it's on camera. Everybody's They've got the cameras. Exactly. It's recorded. It's uh, part of your permanent record. But, you know, and in the beginning, I think it really it wasn't so much with Kuzma a lack of effort. It was literally a lack of understanding. Like he yeah. looked lost out there. It wasn't that he wasn't that he wouldn't play hard. And I think with a lot of stuff with Kuz, because he's a smart guy, we, we've been around him enough to know that a lot of stuff that if you if you show him ways to greater understand what he's supposed to be doing, he'll pick up on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of it with inconsistencies in his role has been helpful, but there needs to be more consistency, I think, in what's being asked of him, even as he grows his game. And to whatever degree you think Kuzma has been held back as a player, like as, as a fully rounded player who can do all of these different things at once, which I think is really the next step with Kuzma that may or may not happen. I do think, Dom, in the inconsistency in his role and never being able to just do the same thing a few years in a row, yep. a few years in a row as, as a multifaceted player has gotten in the way of it. I, I agree. And, and I think it's not, it's, it's like the role. Sometimes he's starting depending on injuries. Sometimes he's the first guy off the bench. Sometimes he's the second or third guy off the bench. Sometimes he's playing this many minutes or that many minutes. And I think that is more fair to expect uh, like a veteran player who's been in the league for 10 years who can kind of adjust like we looked at players in the bubble, especially looked at how the big man rotation panned out with Dwight Howard totally in and out of the lineup, big part of the series, you know, not in the series at all. And I think that's more fair to expect a veteran to handle that better than what Kuz has been able to do so far. And the part that I think becomes fascinating with this too is, you know, we did a show earlier this week where we looked a lot at like, what exactly do the Lakers have to trade? And yeah. it's not a ton. It's not like stuff that gets you Bradley Beal, but so much of what the answer to, well, what could they get in a trade is dependent on what do you think Kyle Kuzma is? You being GM of the other 29 teams. Like, what do you, because if you agree with Kuzma, that there's a 25 point a night score in there and all that stuff. Well, at 13 million bucks or whatever the Lakers yeah. are paying him for the next couple of years, like that'll fetch you a lot. You know, you're going to pay a, a guy like that. That's a great deal for that team. If you think he is more what he is with the Lakers, still has value, but it's hard to get a player who's significantly better for Kuz. In if if only GM in Sacramento. <laughs> I, are, are we still in a place where we can just rely on the Kings to do monumentally stupid things? Very good point. Very good point. point I just, I, the, the, the management hasn't had a chance to prove themselves one way or the other. Well, I think, in that Bagley's point. really unhappy. We we may start seeing exactly oh, how they handle this stuff. Yeah, because he, he, ain't, he ain't pleased with what's going on in Sacto. I mean, what's also, though, I think really interesting, Dominic, and, and pretty revealing is regardless of what the three of us may think, you know, individually Kuzma is capable of doing the player that he still could potentially become, or if this is who he is, the way he sees himself is interesting because, you know, it speaks to whatever satisfaction that yep. he may have with the Lakers right now. Like last year, 
or, or two seasons ago, I should say, the, the year they won the championship, it was pretty clear that Kuz was playing the good soldier role. Like, yes. he, I mean, he would, in so many words, admit, yeah, I don't, I don't love what I'm being asked to do, but I recognize the bigger picture and I am willing to sacrifice to make this happen. I think I could be doing a hell of a lot more, but if this is what they want, whatever. And I think the Lakers recognize that, and that's yeah. why they gave him that contract, which I think you know helps ease his mind moving forward. Yeah, it was. I but, think it was very liberating that he that he yeah. could tell. Okay, I'm gonna get paid. You know, I, I think he got paid about as well as he could have been expected to. But I know. Um, I mean, Dom, I don't know about deal. you, but Brian and I were both surprised he got that extension. I, I was not expecting it. I, I didn't expect them to come to a deal. Like I, I, I thought that there was going to be a stalemate. Just like kind of what happened with Shooter at the when they were trying to come to an extension agreement. That's what I expected. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, it comes back to it's so weird. I'm in a position where I'm just like I'm kind of on Kuz's side on a lot of this stuff. I think the fact that he thought he was an all-star caliber player, you know, and he can get a lot of points if he was in a different situation, and he still accepted a you know a, a, a deal with the Lakers that you know if he went to the open market maybe he'd get a similar deal but in a situation where he get more shots or something his arrival in the league though he was treated like a star in the making yeah and, this and way, he, by the way, he, that, that was weird right well look i mean and i think about would you guys agree i don't even cut you off anybody would you agree that ultimately did him a disservice in well i mean in some ways yes because i think it raised some expectations that I don't know we're realistic either in terms of what his ceiling is or what his role would ultimately be on a team with championship aspirations yeah. as opposed to you know a fun group of young players that I did think actually had a lot of potential if they had been truly, sincerely developed together. But somebody has to be the leading scorer on those teams. And Kuzma's as good a guy as any to do that. And I do think it took a while before other teams really started taking him seriously and really scouting him. But like... It it did him a service in the sense that it raised his profile. Like you know, he that doesn't have famous. That's he true. doesn't have hanging with coos. No, nope. you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe the, he does. But it's on like one of those. It's with. one of those off-brand TVs they sell at like the end TCL. of yeah, <laughs> something sure, made but, in. You know. But I mean, you know, he doesn't have some of the sponsorships he's at. You know, he doesn't have like the endless drip. You know, like he's getting a lot of these clothes <laughs> for free. You know, I yeah. mean, like there, there's a lot that and and coos. You know, I think without it truly becoming a ridiculous ego thing, I think Kuz is really comfortable in that role of spectacle, like star spectacle. Without it, I think, becoming so distracting that you watch him going like, dude, like seriously. Well, I think in last time on this, because I want to get to the uh, some of the 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 broader team chemistry stuff, too, before we're done here. But like the I, I do. I will say this. I think he is one of the rare guys who can do the sort of flashy off the store courts of the, the really genuine look at me, dye my hair blonde, all yeah. that stuff, really lean into that fun stuff that goes up while also taking the basketball really seriously. Yeah. When he says, I want to be an all-star, I want to get better. It took a couple seconds. I think like you kind of alluded to this, Dom, and earlier, like it yeah. takes a, oh, you know, he means it. Like he actually is yeah. putting in the work. He is trying to get better defensively and all that stuff. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for him in in that regard. Um, so, uh, let's, by let's, all accounts, I mean, yeah. by all accounts, he's he doesn't seem to be a locker room distraction. No, which is 
which is a player of his profile. Like well, he doesn't take himself too. He doesn't take himself that right. seriously. Absolutely, and I think that's when he that's wears a mesh shirt to a game, he knows he's <laughs> going to crap for it. Like that's that, that's part of the deal. Um, as opposed or no to shirt Andy, at all. when Andy yeah. wears a mesh shirt, he is doing it very seriously and does not like when people tease him about yeah, let me, it. Let me tell and, you, I, I I I will appreciate you changing. By the way. Let me tell you something. You want to get a talking to by the Lakers PR staff? You show up to a game wearing a mesh shirt. I learned that the hard way all three times. <laughs> Someone, it's you and Kuz. Someone's got to go home and change. And it's yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. All right, uh, let's let's get into some of the other stuff he said about the construction of the team because this was uh, interesting and also highly relevant for what the Lakers are going to be looking at next year. Uh, and we will do that. Next, but first, Domin, you don't you don't seem like the kind of guy who puts up with with foul tasting, hard to chew protein bars, are you? Absolutely not. All right. Well, have <laughs> I got a message for you? Because Lock on Lakers is is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're like great me, you yes want right there. <laughs> that was excellent. If you're like me, Domin, and I'm sure you hope to be, I'm very aspirational for most people. Um, you need a bar, you're running around, you're doing things, you're trying to stay healthy. You need a bar that's healthy, that tastes good, that's high in protein, but low in sugar, low in calories. That's Built Bar. And the improved Built Bar, it's even more delicious than before. You probably heard about how delicious it was, Domin. It's more delicious now. So uh, recalibrate. 18 flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. Uh, Built Bar also comes with sweet tooth because even without all the sugar, it's made out of 100% real chocolate coating the top there. It's soft. It's easy to chew. It's delicious. Go to your, you got a pen? Actually, hey, no, it's fine. Down. You can just replay the episode. You can, don't, don't lose your focus. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. What's that promo code? Locked 15. Very good. And get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I'm buying some right now. Please. Excellent. Yes, well done. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, among the other things that Kuz talked about, in addition to his own things, were you know, he was asked about the Suns and how surprising he thought it was that the Suns ended up in the finals. And as it's turning out, the answer should be not really because they're just yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that Kuz focused on was their chemistry. Quote, I saw them as a, a potential finals team just off their chemistry. Last year with us, we had an unbelievable chemistry and everybody kind of gelled and knew their role and had fun doing it, had fun playing with each other. I noticed playing them that same type of feel. It goes on communication, smiling, having fun. Usually when you have a team connected like that, you win big. The implication there is not just that Phoenix is very well connected. It's that the Lakers weren't as well connected this year as they were the year before. Um, some of that can be blamed on injuries. The whole thing was just super disjointed. And, you know, when you're COVID not together, all that stuff, all of it. Um, but some of it just it didn't work quite as well. Um, in hindsight, Andy and I were super supportive of all the moves they made in the offseason. I thought they had a great offseason. And who knows if Davis doesn't get hurt? I still think they're playing. But that said, Looking back on it, do you think what Rob Polinka did kind of reshaping this team coming off a title was a bad idea? No, I don't think so. I think if you look at the other teams who were, were in the bubble, uh, late in the bubble, like everybody had similar challenges. There, there was a physical burnout. There was a mental burnout. And I think for a title team to get a player like Dennis Schroeder was a no-brainer. Like I, I, I'm not the biggest Dennis Schroeder fan. He drove me nuts a lot of the year. But I still stand by that transaction. That's a kind of risk you have to take to kind of shake things up um, to, uh, you know, 
to take some responsibility away from LeBron James in terms of playmaking, a younger, healthy, kind of, you know, energetic body like like shooter. Uh, I totally stand by it. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, he's become a scapegoat. I think that the biggest issue that I have with the whole, the way the season panned out was the Andre Drummond situation. Not him as a player. I don't think that he is to blame for any of the way the season turned out. But I think that they strayed a little bit away from who they were to get him. And I think that that kind of sealed the fate on the season where he was sort of the goat of scapegoats, Andy. Like he became an avatar. <laughs> yes, really for every, yeah. I, he was I the actually avatar for everything you don't like he's, about he's how the, the scapegoat is going. Yeah. <laughs> and and really it's, it's the thing is, it's not about him as a person, it's not about him as a player. It's about the fact that the Lakers went from last year to where everybody had to, you know, know the role, everybody. Uh, you'd, you'd be benched if you were not the right matchup, you know, if uh, next man up kind of mentality. Uh, I go back to Dwight Howard a lot because it was like, it's a perfect encapsulation of what that team was about. It's like, okay, hey, Dwight, you're DNBCD all series. And then now we're playing Denver, you're a starter and you're going to be super important. And now you're back to DNBCDs the next round. Like that was what the team was about. Um, whether they felt desperate because of the health situation and so they promised Andre Drummond things, I think that it kind of broke what the team, the fabric of the team in such a way where it didn't matter how well Andre Drummond performed. It didn't matter how good of a locker room presence he was. I think once you break that on a team that's already kind of mentally kind of burned out and and physically kind of burned out, I, I think you start going in separate directions. And I ultimately, I think that was the biggest flaw of right. this team, not but under he, Drummond himself, but what he represented. So, but Andy, along those lines, like, Part of what made Dwight so malleable last year was like, it's like, okay, dude, either come to our team for basically the price we're willing to pay you, or you're probably out of the league. There's no probably. Uh, had, yeah. had DeMarcus Cousins not have gotten hurt, Dwight likely is out of the league because the Lakers were the only team. Right. At least any... until halfway through. So maybe somebody picks him up. But like right. nobody was banging down the guy's door. No. So after you, his contract I, wasn't even guaranteed in the beginning. It wasn't. It's crazy. So my, my thing that I always tell people, when they ask about it, it's like it what worked last year and the context of last year wasn't repeatable this year. Dwight wasn't going to be the same guy this year as he was last year. And he made you that know who learned clear. That? Philly. Yes. He didn't play well in the playoffs at all. Like he yeah. actually became a problem for Philly as they were trying to get to the finals this oh, year. Do it. Do it. Domin, today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little more this season. Yeah, and you, you know, know what? You know, there goes really well because those are low calorie and those built bars are low calorie. You put <laughs> okay. one on one side, one yeah. on the other. You got yourself a snack right there. <laughs> this is basically a lifestyle <laughs> podcast when it really comes it really down is. to it. But, but do, you, do you blame do you blame Dwight or do you blame um, Melbourne Kid Gilchrist? <laughs> I mean, look. There's that. Well, you were in. That was well. You were oh, in excellent God. form that day. Uh, <laughs> the ones that you had about Rudy Gobert. Oh my! Like <laughs> you will never be allowed to vacation or even just travel, even a layover in France. Like you're out, Dom. And some of the slander you had on Twitter with the nicknames you had for it's Rudy Gobert. It's an appreciation Gobert. for their cuisine. <laughs> that is true. You <laughs> bag, baguette biombo. Baguette biombo. 
that's my favorite that's of all of them. Yeah, that, that is my favorite. But you know, it, it's funny, Dom, and like I, I had never thought about this before until we, we were just talking about this in terms of, you know, the, the locker room dynamics. And and it's I, I preface all of this by saying it's hard to be sure about any of this this year when you're covering the team virtually and right. you know, you're not in the locker room, you're not even able to get some sense of how guys seem to be interacting with each other. But this year, the Lakers' two biggest acquisitions, like the two biggest new faces on the team with Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, were both in contract years of sorts. You know, yeah. with, with Schroeder entering one and Montrez Harrell for at least having the ability to make it a contract year because he's got a player option. Those are both pretty high-profile guys in the prime of their careers. Having both of those guys with potential cross-purposes in this particular environment being as disjointed as it was, you know, and Schroeder began the season saying, I want to start. This is important to me, you know, calling his shot from the beginning and kind of, you know, grabbing the Lakers a bit by the balls in that sense, because there wasn't really, you know, they had to try to play the politics of this. And then Montrez Harrell, you know, he always played really hard, but it was pretty clear he was often unhappy with his role too. And those are two pretty big, kind of mercurial, mercurial personalities in the in in the same locker room, the same situation. Maybe that's something the team can learn from when, when they start thinking about this offseason. It's a it's a great point. I, I that I think that their framing is perfect because an acquisition I had in mind of the kind of thing the Lakers could look at is the Clippers acquisition of uh, when they signed Nicholas Batum, similar to a Dwight Howard situation. Batum was kind of on his way out of the league as well. And he he fit in really well in the Clippers. He was a utility guy. He didn't demand shots. He didn't demand a big role or whatever. He just fit into what they were doing. And that's a similar situation that Dwight Howard was in. And maybe that is the right direction where you're not chasing talent, where Anthony Davis and LeBron James will get you pretty far. After that, it's about finding the right people who fit in, not just on the court, but just like off the court, contextual, their motivation. Like there's a big reason I want Wesley Matthews back because he's, he might be his last chance at a ring. And I think he will be back. Right. And I'd love that. And so, but I'm not as enthusiastic about Harold back or, you know, I understand the asset reasons to bring shooter back, but I'm not as excited, but I'm more excited about to see what Wes Matthews will do. Yeah. It's funny because like, first of all, you, you mentioned at the top of the show that you've got this, 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 Early loss has made you very introspective. You just said nice things about the Clippers. So clearly, it's been, it's been dark, some, man. It's been dark. It's taking you to some, <laughs> it's some been dark. tough places. I, I think the logic of why they wanted Schroeder and why they wanted Harold made tons of oh, sense sure. to make yeah. the lives easier for LeBron and AD and all that stuff. And they really do need, they need a score. Like people have asked us, you know, would you rather have like, DeRozan or you know Schroeder or like if you know how are you know like and the answer to me is DeRozan because he's a better player and he can yeah. facilitate and he can do all that stuff like you still want a guy who can take some of that scoring load but at the same time I think what you're talking about uh, like they might have chased talent too much yeah like they, they you're not recognizing both not I'm just saying like not recognizing that both that you get all the talent you need from those guys, and it's really Harold, the, Harold the skill specifically, sets. Harold specifically might have been a little bit of a front office heat check where they kind of put Dwight to the side. They're like, hey, we'll get back to you. We, we got this 
cool Harold situation that we can we can yeah, pull from like, the Clippers. That was not something anybody. Yeah. That yeah. was like, wait, what? They just yeah. they did what with Montrez Harold? Like, are you kidding? And you know, because the flip side of that is the talent upgrade that you get there. Um, probably you know didn't matter once one of the the big guys got hurt. That said, we didn't get to see what it actually looked like. Have you had the talent upgrade? And the healthy stars, and like I, I, so what makes I the think they, so if, if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt, do you, they win that series? What do you think, Dominic? I think so. I, and yeah, and, and I, I say that with all due respect to the Suns, I'm super impressed by them. And I think that to assume that it would have been like a four-one knockoff, I don't think so. I think the Suns would have given them a long series. But I do think that ultimately a healthy Anthony Davis would have been the difference maker. And it's frustrating to watch it pan out. But credit to the Suns, you know they they beat the team in front of them. Yeah, it's I it's it's a it's a fun story. And Andy, as Andy and I have told people many times, it's basically like rooting for the Lakers. Former Laker Chris Paul, former Lakers head coach Monty Williams. Uh, they wear <laughs> future purple. Laker Devin Booker, Aaron yes. Climate, yes, Kobe, who is basically like the new version of Kobe, right? Absolutely. It's it's they're they're. I, they're I do. I, I that that's been enjoyable. I I do see elements of Kobe in his game. Yeah, he's, I mean it's funny, really yeah. good. Like, yeah. I'm just excited that he's playing well, that CP is playing well, that Giannis is playing well. As Andy pointed out, the level of stupid if either Giannis had 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 not played well, or even worse, the Bucks win without Giannis playing. Oh my <laughs> god, the stupid would have been off the effing. As, as a Giannis stand, that would have driven me crazy. Just oh my. Speaking of which, speaking of which, early promo next week, uh, Mirren Fader. Yes. Oh, I'm excited for her book. I, I and I, I've I read the first. It. I've read the first. I don't know, 25, 30, 40 pages. It is disgustingly good. Um, yeah, she's, it is. It's really, truly obnoxious how she constantly does excellent work while being a really friendly and kind. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, it and does, uh, I'm not supportive. happy for her. It, it's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. she's like, <laughs> and she's like 16 years old. Like she's out of high school. She graduated high school when she was like 10. You know, graduated right. college when she was like eleven, and eleven, <laughs> like a full time working at you know, I wouldn't say right. adult because again, she's young enough. It, it feels like she's a teenager, yet she's been established in this world so well. It's it's disgusting. But again, I talented, well-adjusted really, people are my enemy. Right, but yeah, again, I really wish she was a horrendous person. Well, she's not. sucking up to her though, because one day we're going to need to go to her for a job. Oh, yes. oh yes, or or at the very least, can we live in your house? Yes. <laughs> You know, we don't need money, just a, a shelter. She's uh, going to make right. a boatload of cash in this writing thing because she's really, really good. She, excellent. So that's next week. We're also going to be beginning um, some draft previews. Um, Andy and I are not big college basketball guys, but we found the people who are. So anybody who's connected to the Lakers in a mock draft, uh, you we're going to bring those people onto the show to have you know scouting reports and all that kind of stuff. So you get ready for that. We'll have free agency previews. Those are NBA players. Andy and I do know them. Uh, so much stuff. Again, reminder, sign up for the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel. Get all kinds of extras going into the draft and into the free agency. Uh, Damon Rangula at Dominar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Claps we went all long today. I don't even think David Locke's going to yell at us for going long because you are such an esteemed guest. Uh, thank you guys. No, I, it's always fun. Uh, I'm I I you know the season's about to wrap up, but I'm excited. I'm excited for your draft coverage. Let's thank end you. on a positive. Thank you. There I you appreciate go. that. Awesome. Um, all right, we will see everybody Monday. Mirren is what we're talking to Mirren on Wednesday next week, I think, or Tuesday. 
we'll we'll clarify before before we let you know. Um, but that'll be next week, and we'll see everybody. Have a great weekend.